0: Introducing the all-new Romeo y Julieta pasión The story of this cigar dates back almost a year, during a visit to the Flor de Coupon factory in Honduras. We witnessed the endless amount of passion and love the workers put into each and every cigar. This hand-rolled cigar uses a blend of Dominican and Honduran filler tobaccos, along with a rich and flavorful binder from the US. The wrapper is a zesty Ecuadorian Habano leaf that offers up notes of pepper, leather, nuts, and a dash of cocoa. Ignite your passion, and pick up a box of the Romeo y Julieta Passion at jrcigars.com.
1: Get ready for Smoke Night Live
0: with Massa Sensei.
2: Jordan! Hello! We are on the air. Did you catch me off guard there? I was sort of like rearranging my desktop. What were you rearranging? Re- whoa. I
1: was rearranging
2: my oh, desktop. desktop.
1: Okay. Uh, guys,
2: Ooh. it's Friday night. Smoke Night Live. It seems like we were just here. Like the week flew by, Jordan.
1: the uh, Time, uh, uh, getting older, time just goes by it too quick. I don't know who I am anymore.
2: flew by. But I'm super <laughs> excited about tonight's show. We'll bring on our guests shortly. Um, but uh, guys, next week... This is it. Like I was just saying to Scott Brayband, owner of the greatest mobile cigar lounge, east and west of the Mississippi, uh, about how Jordan, like it seemed mm-hmm. like a couple of months ago, I was thinking to myself, man, you know, Rocky Mountain Cigar Fest is a couple months away, and now it's here. It's tomorrow. It's next week. We're there, and uh, unfortunately, as uh, most of you all know, uh, due to COVID uh concerns the actual event was canceled (coughs) but we will be hosting a virtual event on saturday uh so there'll be no smoke night live next friday night because we'll be preparing for the big event on saturday but i'm just going to go through the super quick just listen to this lineup jordan listen to this lineup let's do it three shows three live shows so everybody be ready uh, so I'll do Eastern times on these, because most people are on the East Coast. But uh,
1: Eastern time. Show, That's a lame time. So. Show, one,
2: show one will be at 1 p.m. Eastern on Saturday. Not this Saturday, next Saturday, the 29th, so just so you all know. Uh, Jonathan Drew, Willie Herrera, Pedro Gomez, then uh, Juan Martinez of Hoya de Nicaragua. They'll all be on show number one, Jordan. Jeez. That's just show that one. That was the whole
1: day? That was
2: just show one. That's not the whole day. That's just show one. Then show two, we've got Rocky Patel. We've got Bobby Newman from J.C. Newman. We've got Rafael Nodal from Altidus. We've got Tommy Lazuka from CLE. And we've got Nick Perdomo on show number two. That's at 3 p.m. Eastern. Gee,
1: Christmas, people. That just seems like. Ridiculous, right? That's a cavalcade of stars. Even Yeah, any one of these would be a cavalcade of stars. There's three
2: shows. Three shows. And then finally, the third show is at 5 p.m. Eastern. You're going to have Alan Rubin from Alec Bradley. You're going to have Matt Booth from Room 101. You're going to have Eric Espinoza, obviously from Espinoza Premium Cigars. And Juan Cancel from Protocol Cigars. And Kevin Kython from Protocol Cigars. He'll also be on the show. And our good buddy, Terrence Riley. That's going to be a
1: rowdy show.
2: That's going to be a rowdy show. By that time, we will have had several libations. Oh. So who knows what will happen in that show, Jordan? It could be very interesting. Juan
1: Cancel might not make it. Who knows?
2: Uh, Randy Griggs will be co-hosting with me, and he's also going to be smoking some amazing food in uh, Matt's Smoker out front, which will be super-duper cool. By the way, there's going to be... There's going to be giveaways. There's going to be specials. There's going to be prizes. There's going to be just stuff all day long. So if you don't tune in, you're going to miss out on winning some killer prizes brought to you by Drew Estate. I mean, when I say killer prizes, I'm talking killer prizes. So you have to tune in and participate on those shows to have a chance to win. Jordan?
1: Prizes up the yang.
2: Prizes... Up the yin yang. It's going to be amazing. But anyways, hey guys, tonight I am so excited. It's been a couple of years since we've had uh, this guest on the show, and he's literally one of the most interesting guys in the entire industry. He's been uh, around, you know,
1: longer than I. He's I've the ever Dos Equis guy of the cigar exactly. universe. Exactly. He's the
2: Dos Equis guy of the cigar universe. And not only that, but he's one of the nicest and most knowledgeable guys in the industry and get this jordan he right now he's in macedonia and right I, now
1: i didn't even know that was a place until this show <laughs> shut happened. shut up
2: <laughs> it's it's literally 3 a.m ladies and gentlemen welcome to smoke night live jose blanco jose how the heck are you doing tonight
3: <clears throat> well uh first of all uh, eric jordan great to see you guys it's been yeah, a couple of years uh uh, since I was there on the last time. And for my good buddy, William Cooper, I know there was a bet that I wasn't going to be able to get up. So <laughs> let me make a bet with uh, your loss. <laughs> I've been up since uh, two 30 in the morning. I have uh, a cigar with me. I'm having my coffee. So everybody knows I go to bed 12, 1230. I'm up already five 36. So I only lost a couple of hours of sleep and being with you guys. And with the thousands of followers, the, uh, Show has It's a pleasure. It's an honor. It's well, great to see Jordan and Eric again.
1: We expected you, Half expected you to be, you know, in like full pajamas right now. Like a
3: <laughs> yeah. like full bodysuit type don't of you, deal.
2: Jose, don't you have smoking pajamas? I mean, yeah. there
3: should be like a smoking pajama outfit. No, 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 no. I'm just uh, here with, uh, at least I put on a you know, nice shirt. I could have put on a <laughs> or my my uh, polka dot uh, pajamas, but no, no, no. <laughs> Let's get right
2: into the cigars that we're going to be smoking, folks. I have got myself the Shark, the Fuente Shark, that I'm going to fire up. These, man, these, this is still to this day like early on, Jordan, way, way, way back in the day when we first started the dojo. Mm-hmm. This was like the cigar to try to get your hands on, and it's still, it still remained that way today. Like to this day, like this is one of like the, you know. These cigars to get your hands on, so I can't wait to fire this up. Jordan, what have you got? uh, I'm
1: rocking the uh, Don Don Carlos Personal Reserve. I I believe this is the one that came out the same year as the Eye of the Shark, Uh, and I always kind of like this Robusto a little bit better.
3: Well, look at you go. What about you, Jose? What have you got? uh, What are you you Uh, smoking to to see? You know, I can smoke anything from Fuente, but... uh, I was going to smoke an Opus, but I said, no, I'm going to leave that one for a little bit later. I'm smoking an A58 Florfina, which is a cigar that it's probably the cigar that I've smoked the most out of Fuente. I've been smoking that cigar 25, 30 years. I've always loved Cameroon, true Cameroon, you know, like the ones that's grown by the Menafel families in Africa. And talking about the the one that you're smoking with, uh, with uh, with that Connecticut Broadleaf, that cigar is just amazing. And I've told this story many, many times. When I would visit Carlito in the factory, and a lot of people know we've been friends for years, I would I would always go with, give me a Don Carlos or give me the Añejo. And Jordan is smoking, and anybody who sees uh, my social media, what I consider the best cigar ever made with a Cameroon wrapper on it. Mm. The Don Carlos, his uh, reserve. I mean, that was the cigar that Don Carlos Smoked for many, many years. It was not commercial for many years. But that cigar, in my very humble opinion, and I've smoked, I don't know, 50, 60, 60,000 cigars in my life. With a Cameroon wrapper, there is no cigar in the world as good, as rich, as balanced as a Don Carlos. So you guys... Uh, That's how we do it. It, me, it tells me one thing. At <laughs> least you have good taste, most of you. <laughs> and by the way, let's uh, quick talk about what
2: we're drinking, Jordan, because uh, we were lucky enough uh Scott uh brought over this Weller antique oh my 107 it was a total shocker when he brought it over because this is hard and it's a single barrel this is hard to get like this isn't uh this isn't stuff that you can just walk into any liquor store and snag so we were we were lucky to get that so we're pairing it with bourbon tonight Jose which is a fantastic pairing uh hey Jose before the show started uh you mentioned uh real quickly I I don't like to talk a ton about like FDA stuff, because I think people's eyes glaze over. Uh, But at the same time, uh, there was a big uh, deal this week. Uh, A a district court judge ruled sort of temporarily in favor of the cigar industry, which put on hold the standard equivalence test that was going to start on September 9th. So I I don't know how long this is going to last. I don't know what it's going to turn into. I wouldn't say it's a 100% victory of any kind, but... It's definitely a step in the right direction. It's a positive move, which means that cigar companies can still put out uh, new products and stuff without having to worry about the onerous standard equivalence tests that we really didn't know what they were going to be like anyway. So, Jose, talk a little bit about that and and the battle that we're still in as far as you know that a- aspect of FDA regulation.
3: Listen, uh, it's very important. Look, it's great for the, uh, for the, for the whole industry, for the, the big guy, the small guy, for the entrepreneurs, the people who want to start. But we have to be honest about that. We just won a battle. We haven't won the war. And if you look at how this has gone through with the CRA, and it's been seven or eight really manufacturers who have really been on the forefront fighting this and getting to where we are now. But if we do not all stick together now under one agenda, that it is to separate cigars from the rest of everything that's made out there, all the efforts, all the blood, sweat, and tears that has gone through is going to be wasted. There's people calling me, oh, this is over, this is over, this is over, this is great. I tell people, look, it's great, but it's not over. The FDA is not going away governments it doesn't matter who's there they see us as the enemy they see us as the devil but at the end of the day i've been saying for years smoking is not about health smoking is about rights if you could die at 18 for your country you should be allowed to smoke and drink at 18. so let's get together let's support the cra write to your congressman to your senator to your state officials And just tell them in a very nice way. This is for adults. Leave us alone. Go after other people. First, try to fix the COVID and see if we can all, you know, survive out of this. But the problem right now is not cigars. This is really just tobacco 100%. We don't add anything to it. It's just tobacco. Good tobacco. Now, Jose,
2: you mentioned something that is a you know, a, a, a saying that people say quite a bit, you know, we have to stick together uh, to fight together, that kind of thing. In practical terms, how do we stick together? Like there's a lot of companies, small companies, they, they have their agenda. Larger companies have their agenda. How do you go about uh, bringing an industry together and having the same focus?
3: What does that look like? Look, to be honest... Uh, Without mentioning names, some people just have to forget about their ego. Some big companies have to forget that they think they're going to dominate everything. We all have to sit down and realize we have won a very important battle. But we don't know if tomorrow this could go to another court. uh, Government could change or the same government stays. Uh, We just have to look at the reality is that uh, we have to fight for this. And make the government understand senators, congressmen, health officials, that our industry is a very small industry. The cigarette industry is 70 or 80 times bigger than we are. Let's be honest. The vape industry started 10, 12 years ago. They surpassed us by a mile. This is family business. 90% of the shops are, you know, the owners are one person, husband and uh, wife. Uh, the man with a couple of other people so till people don't understand and everybody just gets together and get some of people get off their high horses and just look at, at the way it should be look i'm going to give you an example anybody who's seen uh Carlito's social media he has supported since this started day one every small company i'm gonna say something he was when the ruling came out i was in a conference call with the uh, with uh with a client, and he called me up right away, Papa, did you hear the news? And I said, what happened? He he rejoiced, and what he said was, oh, I'm so glad for so many people. Anybody who sees our show sees that we're bringing in uh, the little guy, the big guy, but from family-owned companies. And I don't have anything against big corporations, but everybody has to understand that we all have to stick together, and I hope we can all stick together, because in my opinion, this is the greatest industry in the world. You're not judged by the color of your skin. You're not judged uh, by your religious beliefs or if you're smoking a $2 bundle or you're smoking a $50 cigar. We're all brothers and sisters of the leaf. So, uh,
2: Jose, like the last time we caught up with you, uh, you were with, uh, EP Korea with Ernesto and, uh, so you were with them for like three years and Mm -hmm. you were traveling around, uh, doing your, uh, uh, tasting seminars, blending seminars, which were a ton of fun. Um. I don't know if, if 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 any of you guys got to go to those. They were the greatest. They were the greatest thing in the world. Like uh, Jose would start by saying, first of all, there's no stupid questions. Not a single. You can't ask me a stupid question. Please, somebody ask me a question." And then the first guy would ask a question, and Jose would say, "That's the stupidest <laughs> question I've ever heard of my." Life. No, they were the most entertaining. They were the most entertaining couple hours. Like Jose, it seemed like you were really in your
3: element in those tasting seminars. I know you really enjoyed that. Yeah, and it it's funny about the stupid question, because to be honest, you know, uh, people never ask stupid questions, because what the reality is, and this is a criticism towards our industry, everybody, you know, goes out and has a sales team, and they want to sell, and they want to do that. But what people don't understand is that the more educated the consumer is, it's better for, this, uh, for the store owner. The more educated the store owner, it's easier for him to communicate with the, uh, the rep of the company. So I love to do these seminars. I think I've done 14 or 1,500 of them in 23, 24 different countries. And I love to teach people the misconceptions. And the simplest thing is that people tend to, uh, to, to confuse flavor and strength. They see a dark cigar, oh, this is very strong. And I tell people, look, I could go into a store, look at 50 cigars with a light wrapper that are much stronger than a cigar with a dark wrapper. Never judge a cigar by the color of the wrapper. So I've been all over the world educating. Uh, We're doing a lot of virtuals now. Uh, Now that I'm with Fuente, we will continue to do that. Being cooped up here has not been easy. I remember last year with Ernesto, I traveled, I think it was 38, 39 weeks. And I did it with all the previous companies I've been with. I love to interact with people. But the COVID has brought also a different side of this. Look how many people have come up with shows, the company that's doing virtuals. We continue doing education. Uh, one of the things that I've always admired uh, about Calito, Cynthia, the Fuente organization, is that when their rep walks into a store, they can talk about everything. They've been there. They've gotten a lot of training. They see how to roll. They've been to Chateau de la Fuente. The company has been on top of education year after year after year. And we have to face it without naming names because you've seen it, eric. you've you've interacted with hundreds of people. There's guys out there that you know, never been to a factory. They haven't gotten the proper uh, education. They haven't gotten the proper training. And like I've said, do we need more cigar companies? Absolutely not. Do we need more cigar shops? Absolutely not. Now, do we need more great manufacturers and small companies? And do we need better retailers? Absolutely yes. We just have to be better at what we do. We just can't be just another thing. We have to be passionate about what we do, like what you and Jordan do and have been doing for years and have been so successful. with One of the greatest followings, you know, about cigars, I would say in the country and probably in the world.
2: But you know, like let's let's face it, the the blending seminars were sort of just like a vehicle so you could bust guys' balls, right? I mean, that was <laughs> that was the best part. I mean, I mean, I was I was just loving every second of that. No, Jose, so so you've you've been with Ernesto for a while. You owned your own company. You're with um, uh, Hoya de Nicaragua. So you've been kind of uh, now you're with Fuente. You've been through the whole spectrum of the industry from the little small companies to the medium-sized companies all the way up to the biggest. Talk a little bit about that, like contrast and compare uh, working with and being with companies from the
3: smallest all the way up to the biggest. Well, we don't consider uh, ourselves the biggest. We consider ourselves a little bit different. Look. Everybody knows I worked with Grupo León Jiménez almost 30 years. I retired, and after that, uh, I was on vacation in Sweden. Uh, I got a lot of calls from a lot of companies. Alejandro Martinez, which is
0: uh, was a good
3: is a good friend of mine, and I've known for years and respected in the family, called up. I went to Nicaragua. I asked him, hey, you want to go to Nicaragua? i It's been in over 60 countries. Just lived. She's never lived in any country more than a couple of years. She said, yeah, why not? We went down there, spent two years. Great company. We did a lot of great things. Uh, Till this day, I I learned a lot in in Nicaragua, not only at Hoya, but, you know, spending time at Drew Estate, spending a lot of time with Biping, and everybody was wonderful. But after the first year, year and a half, they changed uh, the Ambassador. Uh, We would, every week when I was not traveling, we would be in a different house. And, you know, we went back to DR. Then I, mean, I started uh, Las Cumbres. Everything was going phenomenal. Then all of a sudden, you know, <laughs> FDA comes in. So uh, I'm, I, we made a decision. Emma still has a lot of clients. But I said, look, I'm not going to put in 400, dollars dollars $600,000 on something. And to be honest, I'm very happy for everybody who uh, didn't do what I did and stayed together and, you know, fought it out. But i just said no and then uh i talked to ernesto we've been friends for many years did three years with ernesto contract was up and i had, i had inherited land and some some business in dr and uh my son was taking care of it when my lawyer unfortunately my law my long-time lawyer and friend had died tried so to take three or four months to straighten everything out so carlito and i always got together we've talked this and that and you know in december i called him then he called me back let's have uh dinner we were two or three hours having dinner then in january he stopped by the factory then in february he started go to the farms and then one thing <laughs> led to another and uh i'm here now and uh, i plan to be uh with friends i've said this uh, many times now on a lot of shows i've done a I have a major in tobacco now from the age of 70 to 75, I'm going to do a master's. And from 75 to 80, I'm going to do a Ph.D. And to be honest, I'm I'm very happy with Carlito, with Liana, with all the Fuente team. Very professional. Even I I knew about the company. But, you you know, when you're inside and you look, you know, the values of the companies, like we say, it's not about cigars. It's not about money. It's about people, you know every every company does cigars in different ways but with Fuente it's it's the Fuente way and those cigars till they're not ready and uh they will not be shipped out and i mean we all know it's been in backorders for years and years and years and now with covid you know maybe even a little bit more but the quality standards they will not change that and Carlito's is like a mad scientist he's always he's always working on something you know it's that's the way he is he's just going after it, but always looking, you know, take care of his people and all that and, and the foundation, which is to be honest, I think that's the most important thing for him. When we have that graduation every year. I think it's been nine or 10 graduations to him. That's, that's just out of this world. So Jose,
2: your title is director of sales of the international East,
1: Eastern, Eastern
2: Hemisphere. Hemisphere. Like you need a no, you, was, you need an entire hemisphere, Jose. Like what's next? Like a director of sales from the for the Milky Way galaxy. I
3: mean, there's there's <laughs> oh, there's not much no, left. Not. I mean, look, that was something was put on the statement. But to be honest, it's the uh, it's uh, it's international, not the eastern hemisphere. It's everything. Just leave out the Americas, but then the the rest of the world: Asia, the Middle East, Eastern Europe, Western Europe, uh, the Far East. And to be honest, I would have been traveling already. I would have been already in Germany, in Switzerland. I would have been in, in Hong Kong. I probably would have been in Lebanon. I probably would have been in Beirut. Uh, who knows? But, you know, with COVID, it's uh, right. it's impossible. And, you know, we feel sorry for the all the losses we've had. Thank God uh, everybody's lost somebody they know at least. But thank God in our industry, nobody has really, you know, uh, died from from COVID. And uh, I think, to be honest, is that God's looking out, out for us than just smoking good cigars. So,
2: Jose, you, you mentioned the international market and that's your focus. Uh, talk about the differences between the U.S. market and the international market. Uh, it seems like there's some pretty dramatic differences between, you know, their uh, uh, taste in cigars and how they buy cigars. What are some of the
3: differences that you notice? Well, one thing I can tell you, and remember that I've been traveling uh, Switzerland, Germany, Holland, Spain for many, many years uh, in my previous jobs, and I can tell you one thing that the uh, they're not looking. In, in The last couple of years, there's been some changes. You know, they'll go for what's new, but the brand loyalty for uh, for brands. Especially in Europe and the rest of the world is different from the states. In the states, remember there was a time it was what's new, what's new, what's new, what's new, what's new, what's new. People still asking what's new. And in Europe, they're starting in some other countries too, but it's it's different. There's the brand loyalty is more strong mm-hmm. in in Europe and the rest of the world than the states. The other thing is those events that we had that you know we would go there and sell 50, 60, some people sell 100 boxes. Those. You don't see those events like that, you know, you'll have a gathering, a huge gathering of people, but, you know, they'll buy a ticket, they'll get a couple of cigars, there's no selling. The impact is after that. And plus, you have to understand that the shops in Europe are not as big. You don't have a shop anywhere in Europe that could be like uh, Casa de Monte Cristo in in Chicago, 8,000 square uh, feet or... Bigs Emporium in Chicago also, 15,000 square feet. I mean, these huge mega stores, you don't see them. Mm. What you see is very elegant stores. Uh, and the uh, you would be, you and Jordan would go nuts, especially in Switzerland. The selection of liquor in Switzerland, the Scotch, <laughs> the single malts, the things you see there, to be honest, you only see that in special duty frees, like maybe in... Uh, in, um, in Heathrow or, or, or uh, the one in in Turkey that they have all these, but these shops in Switzerland, I mean, I take my hats off to that. You guys would go berserk. I would like just be like this. And <laughs> I, everybody knows I'm not a big drinker. I'll have a couple of shots of a good rum and a couple of shots. But you two guys, I don't think you guys would be allowed. But you wouldn't come back from Switzerland.
1: Do they do they have bourbon though? That's the that's the question. <laughs> mm.
3: They have everything, brother. They have everything. And they uh, it's amazing. But c- look, cigar smokers in the world, they're very uh, different. Maybe they can smoke different brands or different things. They're more or less, they're not really into the big green gauges, even though you now you can see more of 54s, 56. In the States now, we know in the last three or four years, the number one selling size is Toro, 6x54. Then you have Robusto, that's a little bit still ahead of the 6x60, six but uh, primarily those are the three sizes selling in the States. It's a Robusto, a 6x54, uh, and a 6x60. Six of course, you have other big ring gauges and smaller ring gauges, but I think personally those three ring gauges have to come up with at least 60 70% of the total market, in my opinion. That's not a fact. All right. Uh, we're going to take a quick commercial break. When we get back, I'm going to ask Jose what it's like
2: to work with Carlito Fuente Jr. He's a bit of a mysterious guy in the industry. He's not as public as some of the other guys. He's so kind
1: of a Willy Wonka he's type a, of guy. Yeah, figure. and
2: that's, that was in that article. That was That's what they called him But on Cigar Aficionado. So we'll ask him about that, and then we're going to get into talking about that the, the amazing factory in the DR. I want to hear about that. But first, folks, this show is sponsored by JR Cigars, one of the world's largest online cigar stores. JR's inventory ranges from everyday bundled cigars to incredibly high-end boxes, including the brand-new, exclusive Romeo and Julieta Passion. do Don't forget to check out their social media pages, including YouTube, where they feature cigar reviews, interviews, and their famous weekly top five videos. Check out JR Cigars for all of your premium cigar needs. We are talking to Jose Blanco. This is episode 258 of Smoke Night Live. We couldn't be more excited to be joined by Jose Blanco. Jose, thank you so much for taking the time on Friday night to uh, be with us on Smoke Night Live. Appreciate it very much.
3: No, the pleasure. Uh, the pleasure is mine. It's uh, 3 something here. It's 3.30 in the morning here, but look, I'm having a great time. Smoking a cigar, talking with you, Jordan, and I know that we have a ton of people on. I've, I'm seeing all the comments and everything out there, and uh, I could go on for hours, I know, but it's it's an hour show, so I respect that, but I'm having a great time. <laughs> Appreciate that.
1: So, real quick, before we get into the other stuff, we were talking about sizes in the U.S. Quinn Lodz wants to know what are the most popular sizes outside the U.S.
3: By far, it's a robusto. All over, all over Europe, it's a robusto. I would say still robusto dominates, but also you'll see in in Europe a lot of uh, Corona, uh, Corona sizes uh, smokers five and a quarter by forty-two in Spain and Switzerland. It's huge. You'll see more thinner cigars, a lot of Petit Coronas, Coronas, Robustos. You'll see some Toros. But, you know, they're evolving, and you're seeing, you know, more bigger sizes. But pr- predominantly, it's Robusto in Europe, East Europe and uh, West Europe. All right. Hey, Jose,
2: uh, working with Carlito, like, uh, he's he's a bit of an enigma in the industry. Uh, you have uh, guys that own companies, brands that are, you know, very integrated into the, the communities and whatnot. And and Carlito is too. However, you know, like he's been around so long and the family has such a rich history. He does seem to be a, a bit of a different cat. What's it like
3: working with Carlito in the industry? Let me tell you something. I'm not saying this because I work with him. We've been friends for 30-something years. And, uh, you know, lately now because of the, uh, the COVID, he's been on a lot of shows. You know, we have our show every uh, every Sunday, and we have a great following on that. we brought in, uh, we've had Gordon Mara on the show. We've had Rocky on the show, Alberto Turren, Néstor uh, Plascencia Jr. We've had Benji Menendez. I mean, the last of the living legends. Uh, we've had Ernesto Perez Carrillo. We're having Michael Hurtlock's this week, uh, the following week, uh, previous week, uh, I mean, we've had a, a, a ton of people. But working with Carlito, I mean, Carlito is, is a perfectionist. He's like a mad scientist. Mm. You know, while everybody's doing this or that, you know, you don't see him on a golf course. He doesn't have a helicopter. He doesn't have a jet. He doesn't have a yacht. Does he have the money to buy all that? Absolutely. But to him, it's tobacco, his family, and the foundation. He's a funny guy. I mean... He has so many jokes. He texts me stuff. He, he, I mean, it's it's just like, to be honest, he's like a big kid. He's sixty six years old. I'm seventy years old, uh, and he's just he's just an amazing person. Uh, very passionate about what he does. Great love for his father, for his for his grandfather. The stories, because you know you hear the greatness of Fuente. but what people don't realize, is they were burnt out. In Nicaragua, they were burnt out in Honduras. Don Carlos went in 1980 without a nickel to DR to explore. It's like I tell a lot of people, you might you might like Fuente cigars, you might not like Fuente cigars. They've been doing it for 108 years, so they gotta be doing something right. right. So and Cynthia and Liana, I mean the family, the people that work there. You go there and you see people that have been with the Fuentes 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, 35 years. The father started. Now the son is working there. So that tells you uh, a lot. And I've said this for many years. There's no such thing as successful companies. It's successful people that make companies successful.
2: You know, Jose, like it seems to me like, you know, that some people like really have their finger on the pulse of what everybody else is doing and they kind of try to make sure that they're sort of in the same vein doing the same types of things that everybody else is doing but i mean carlito he's at the point where i mean he just sort of seems like he marches to the beat of his own drummer he does his his kind of own thing that like that's where he's going he he wants to we're going to talk about the dr factory in a minute and that's kind of why i'm getting to this question is it seems like he has goals and dreams that that he has like internally that he wants to express. And it kind of really doesn't matter a whole lot
3: about what the rest of the industry is doing. Am I wrong about that? No, you're right. You know, uh, one thing that I've always admired and like I've said, and a lot of people in the industry know how way back I go with him. And of course I knew Don Carlos, well, not as good as Carlito and, and Cynthia, which is really, uh, an amazing person. I mean, uh, We'll see if we can get her on the show one of these days. I know you would have a great time with her. She is, uh, they don't call her the first lady of cigars for that. And uh, she does a lot of events. She goes out there. She she loves to talk to people. But Carlito, you know, it's, it's the Fuente way. You know, the way the cigars are made. Uh, you know, a lot of people say, well, my cigar tastes like this. My cigar tastes like that. We've always said, and Carlito said, it, you know, Fuente cigars taste like Fuente cigars, you know. The way they cure the tobacco, the way they ferment their tobacco, the way they grow their tobacco. I'm just going to tell you something. Fuente has been growing tobacco in Nicaragua for years and years and years. I think this is their sixth crop. They have not used one leaf of tobacco. And that is something that's been putting aside because uh, uh, one of the main things that that Carlito says, and everybody knows he was in Nicaragua and because of COVID now and all the things that went on in Nicaragua, but, you know, and maybe next year, you know, if everything works out, uh, Carlito will be back in Nicaragua because that is very uh, important for him, for the family, because they got burned out out of Nicaragua, p- p- run off of Nicaragua, you know, with the, the revolution and the Sandinistas and all the shit that went out down there. So that is something that he has for the future. So it's true. He, uh, he has his own way, and very much like Sinatra, he did it his own way. So <laughs> he continues doing, you know, the, the principles of Don Arturo, of Don Carlos. That was, you know, Don Carlos didn't know the word, it can't be done. How are we going to do it? So there was no if was him. His perseverance, I mean, a lot of people have said it would have quit, but Don Carlos kept going and going and going and going till the last day. And he's looking down from heaven. It was his fourth anniversary. One of these days, and he, he has to be very happy with the, uh with Calito, with Cynthia, with Liana, with the whole Fuente organization. It's 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 an amazing organization, mm-hmm. and I hope that one day you and Jordan go to DR, go to Chateau de la Fuente, and listen. You know I've been I've been in Cuba, I've been in uh, Dominican, I've been in Nicaragua, I've been in Mexico, Costa Rica. There is no farm in the world like Chateau de la Fuente. That I can guarantee. you that's the disney world of farms all around the world now we're going to i want to get into the whole i
1: would love whole, to do nothing more yes than i
3: want to get into the whole
2: the whole dr thing but you you brought up the fact that uh, you guys grow tobacco in nicaragua and um, they've had a factory there but in the past that was burnt out as you mentioned um and then there was talk of uh, a factory going you know going to happen a uh, Fuente factory in nicaragua is that still on the table is it still a possibility it's, or
3: no it's not- it's, it's on the table, but because of COVID and all the uprisings they had in Nicaragua, it's on the whole. But the land is, has been bought for years and years ago. It's been a dream of uh, Don Carlos or a dream of Carlito coming back. But it's just, you know, it's on hold like, uh, you know, a lot of things are happening for a lot of companies. But it's a, it's a dream that's going to come true. That you can uh, be sure because uh, when Carlito puts his head to something, uh, you can be sure it's going to be done. And it's going to be great. It's going to be awesome.
2: All right, so let's get into this—the DR factory, the Fuente factory in the Dominican Republic. I mean, I, if if anybody's read anything about this, it just sounds like uh, a a wonderland for cigar smokers, like a cigar heaven. Now, I'm assuming Jose, you've been there and you've checked it out. Talk a little bit about what this factory is like. It seems like nothing. There's nothing like it in the world. Like this seems like a one of a kind.
3: Well, listen. Uh, there's a lot, lot of great factories in Dominican Republic, and there's a lot of great factories in Nicaragua, and I have visited them all. But I can tell you, Eric, uh, I can make a bet with anybody—not for a lot of money, but good bet, <laughs> maybe 20, fifteen, twenty thousand dollars. There is no factory like that. The money, the uh, that has been invested in that factory, and keeps Calito keeps bringing things and adding things. The new box factory, the the, the the different rooms that they have, they have the rooms for the Hemiways, for the Opus, for this production, for that production. It's just amazing. I know that everybody sees the photos for people who visit uh, uh, the factory, they get on the tours and, and see that. A lot of people go doing pro cigar and all that. It's, it's just amazing. I mean, you can't compare it to anything. And don't get me wrong, there's a lot of beautiful... <clears throat> very well made, very fancy, very elegant uh, factories out there. But like the Fuente factory, the efforts, the art, everything that's put there, every little detail. Uh, Carlito looks a lot into the details. Well, why is this a, like that? Why this is, is this not painting? Why is this uh, p- uh, painting uh, crooked? Or what's missing here? I, he's a uh, he's like a mad scientist. And so maybe I'll get the pink slip on Monday. But uh, <laughs> to me, I consider him. Like a mad scientist. He's always working on something. His head is spinning and spinning. And, you know, he's into the warehouse looking at tobaccos. He's looking at the bolognas he's taking out. He's smelling the tobacco. He's taking a leaf of tobacco right away. uh, Light it up with his lighter to see how the combustion is to pick up the aroma. I mean, his passion is like, he's like, I would say a little kid on Toys R, Toys R- Us store going in for the first time. But it's every single day that he's down there. He takes one vacation during the year, but the rest of the time he's in that factory or he's in Tampa. That's his love. That's his passion. That's And uh, I see Cynthia saying there, it's indeed a cigar paradise. So what do you think
2: drives him the most? Is it leaving a legacy or is it the here and now? Is it the... The doing something right now and getting to enjoy this incredible, like, I mean, and let's face it, he could have gone a lot of different ways with the factory. It was already amazing, but he's taken it to a, a, an extreme level of, you know, detail. What is it that's driving him to to do that? Is it is it his legacy, like moving forward, or is it the here and now, like that? This is my family. This is what we represent,
3: and this is how we do it. What's what drives that? Let me tell you something. Believe it or not. Carlito only, he thinks about a lot of things, but to to him, the most important thing is Don Carlos. What would Don Carlos do? How would Don Carlos do it? It's not about the money. It's not about the fame. He already has all that. With hard work, the Fuentes you know, were able to achieve it. To him, is he thinks about his father. The same way that Cynthia thinks about her her, her father every day, and Liana about the grandfather. It's all about doing the right things. To see the workers of Fuente, how happy they are. To see the years that you know they last there. It tells you. It, it's all about family. And, and and Carlito is just a guy that just innovates and innovates and is just working on something. His his head is spinning around just trying to make it better and better and better. And I got to tell you something. And he is picky as hell. There's a complaint about cigars, and he will go because they know where that cigar was rolled, the roller that was made, it, and he'll go out there and try to find out with the with, with quality control what happens. And for be successful, you have to do that. You cannot only be sitting in an air condition in the office, you gotta be on the floor, you gotta be seeing the pilones, you gotta see where they're fermenting the tobacco, where they're stripping tobacco. In the harvest season, he's there two or three times a week, seeing the curing barn, seeing how they're picking the tobacco, everything. So to him, it's 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 very important. Of course, it's good to have a legacy, but for him, it's more a tradition than anything else. He thinks about his father every single day. He remembers and has great memories of his grandfather, Don Arturo, which has an, also an amazing story. The Fuente family is, is just an amazing story of hard work, tradition, honesty, being humble, and... Just doing it one way and it's the point way.
2: Yeah, I mean, I can see uh, Jose it, it seems like it could be easy at this stage for him to just kind of sit back on you know rest on your laurels. At, you know, you got this amazing brand that's always the top seller in the entire world. It could be easy to just kind of just sit back and kind of ride the train, but he doesn't seem to want to do that. He wants to keep pushing, you know even now, and 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 keep making things better now with the rum barrels that they're getting in the factory and wanting to just age all the tobacco in barrels. Like, it just seems like he's still innovating, you know, yet, you know, this is Fuente, for crying out loud. This is the one of the most popular brands in the world, but he's still innovating to this day. Like, that's a pretty cool thing that he still has that drive.
3: Oh, no, no, definitely, definitely. He's... Uh... <laughs> Sometimes I say, Papu, I think that you're on steroids or something like that because, you know, the brain is is working. And, you know, people who have gone there and, you know, to Chateau de la Fuente to, to have been to the factory, you see how they come out amazed the way that everybody's treated. And to Carlito, it's not that somebody visits there that's, oh, it's a multimillionaire or an artist or something. He's going to give the same treatment to a guy who's a retailer in Ohio and Florida that's visiting or it's coming over from Europe or from Asia. Because to, to, to him uh, and to his sister and to Liana and everybody working on Fuente, everybody is the same. Everybody is important. And I think that is something that uh, tells you a lot about the values of the of the company you're working with. Look, I've had the privilege all my life to work with great companies. Laurora La is a great company, Joya de Nicaragua. But it's been always family companies. And now I feel you know, very, very comfortable with them. I've been only there for five, six months, and it seems to me I've been there all my life, and I'm, I'm enjoying every moment. The only thing, to be honest, that I'm missing is my traveling. And, you know, Carlito and the family, I said, look, till things are not safe. You will not be traveling. I'm getting paid. I'm working every day on social media. I'm calling distributors. I'm calling clients. I'm calling consumers. I'm doing a lot of virtuals. Carlito's doing them. Cynthia's doing them. We're out there, you know, interconnecting with uh, with people. We're not just laying back, oh, we're Fuente, you know, every cigar we make, we sell. No, no, no. That's not about that. We're working just as hard now with COVID as we were before that, and we are enjoying it. We're just missing, you know, the hugging and the kissing and the, uh, <laughs> the connection with people. I'll
2: still hug and kiss you. Come on. <laughs> hey, Jose, uh, this, I don't want to put you on the spot here, but um, – that I think you have a unique perspective in the industry uh, being around so long and being uh, such an uh, integral part of the, the industry as well as other companies. What would you say if, if you were going to do a Mount Rushmore of cigar industry people, alive or past, who would be some of those four guys that might be or guys or girls that might be on that Mount Rushmore of the cigar industry? Who would you pick?
3: And that's a tough one. You're gonna, put, you're really putting me on the spot. But I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna make a uh, Mount Rushmore, and uh, and am I gonna get slack for this one? Uh, <laughs> definitely, definitely, definitely. Wow, uh, I gotta think this one out. But I'm gonna throw this one out. Uh, one person that has to be on Mount Rushmore, without any doubt, has to be. Benji Menendez, the last mm. of the living legends. I talk with, I call him Uncle Benji. Uh, he was the owner of shop in in Cuba. He worked with General, he worked with Altades. He's probably one of the most knowledgeable people out there. Uh, uh, without a doubt, uh, Don Carlos has to be there. Don Jose Orlando Padron. Mm. Yeah, and excellent. a person that maybe that is not so well known for the... Uh, so this generation, well, Fernando León Guillermo's uh, Leon's father would probably be up there because uh, if there was a man in the Dominican Republic, the new tobacco was uh, Don Fernando, and uh, he's a great guy. There's a couple of guys out there, of course. There's a lot of people that are coming up that are amazing too, but probably those, those four. And anybody that I left out, uh, don't feel bad about <laughs> it. Only Maybe four spots. We'll have... A, We'll have Rushmore, maybe with, uh, six. with six people, but I think uh, those four, without no, a doubt. That was a fantastic.
2: Uh, that was a fantastic Mount Rushmore, Jordan. I don't know if yeah, we've we've asked that better, question. We've asked that question lots, and that might be the ultimate Mount Rushmore right there. Like he, like uh, Jose nailed that. Jose, you said you're seventy, and you're you seem to just love what you're doing, and. You know, how long are you going to do this? What? How, where do you see yourself in five, ten years? Do you just want to just continue doing this, or is there going to become a time when... By the way, I saw this film of you the other day. You were throwing bread at some ducks <laughs> out the window, and it, it honestly, it looked like you were trying to kill the ducks with the bread. Like, you were just, like, winging oh, them, hurling them. You were, like, hurling the bread. I don't no, know if it was, no, like, a baguette or what, but, like, <laughs> uh, the ducks uh, no, beware, no,
3: but... oh, no, look, every morning, uh, I always buy bread... Uh, and uh, what I do is uh, where we live here in, in Macedonia, we live in a, a compound. We have a beautiful condo here. It's like, two, I think, 12 apartments and then all the rest of these huge houses that <laughs> let's not get into detail about that. <laughs> <Who owns them? laughs> and uh, I have uh, we have three balconies here. So on the uh, left side uh, from me, I go out in the morning, 6, 630 in the morning. I start throwing a bread at them. It's, it's funny because as soon as the door cracks, <laughs> you can see we have ducks, swans, and geese, and they see mm-hmm. me on that, and you think that the animals, people say, well, animals are intelligent. They have something, and they start, whack, 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 <laughs> and they all there. And the funny th- thing is, we have uh, mm. four white swans, two black swans. We- have a whole bunch of ducks and the geese, but the geese are really mean, mean, mean. They don't let anybody, uh, any, any of the other animals. And I did a video a couple of years ago. Actually, the geese chasing me, and Emma was filming, and I had the run. They were literally chasing me, trying to get the hell out of here, get the hell out of here.
1: It's just like a, a bird aficionado
3: now. <laughs> yeah, he's, uh, he's, he's he's you know he's part of the Audubon look, Society. Look, look, yeah. Answering your question, look, I'm. Uh, thank God, uh, smoking three, four cigars a day. Uh, interacting with a lot of people, I feel healthy. Uh, I just hope COVID is over and I start to travel, going to the uh, to the factory, going to Tampa, interacting. Uh, we've talked about maybe the next ten years after 80. Well, you know, if health is there. Uh, we'll see. Maybe I'll slow down a bit, but till now. No slowing down, just waiting for COVID to get out there, start traveling to Germany, Switzerland, Spain, Italy, Sweden, Norway, the Far East, Middle East, Africa also. So, uh, And and on my bucket list is something that I've always wanted to, is to go to Cameroon because Mm -hmm. I've been a fan of Cameroon all my life and I I have been very close to the Merafell family. I knew Helen Merafell, I knew Rick Merafell. And to me, and I've said this uh, during years in my seminars when people have asked me, what's the best rapper in the world? I've always said Cameroon, but Cameroon grown in Africa by the Merafeb family. There's a lot of people say, well, we grow Cameroon. No, you have a Sumatra seed that it's grown in Honduras or Nicaragua or Costa Rica or Ecuador or Dominican or wherever it is. No, that's a Sumatra seed. You can only call Cameroon wrapper if it's grown there tomorrow. Eric, you could go there with Jordan, grow three acres of Cameroon, and it will be considered Cameroon. So that is something that's um, uh, it's on my bucket list. We would have gotten uh, uh, we would have gone there in 2021, but who knows? But it is definitely on my bucket list. And the day that, that I land in Cameroon, I could say I I, I feel accomplished on that one because How- that's. That's a dream.
1: How would you describe, you know, just the general Cameroon profile to somebody that was like, I never had Cameroon. Like, what's so crazy about it? What's the, what am I in for?
3: Well, let me tell you something. When you take, let's say, a 5 uh, a Fina or Don Carlos, or you take a Hemiway, you put it in your mouth, the first thing you're going to pick up is that sweetness, like you have a chocolate bar in it. Now, the characteristics of Cameroon is it has that sweetness and has spice. Now you have a Sumatra seed that is grown in let's say Ecuador, and don't don't I'm not saying it's a it's bad it's it's good, but it doesn't have that sweetness. What you're going to pick up is more earthiness and more spice. It lacks the sweetness that Cameroon has. And talking about seeds, you could have the best seed in the world, but what's going to really determine the uh, the flavor, the notes that you're going to pick up is the terroir. It's the soil. And for those people out there listening, and it doesn't matter if it's a Connecticut Broadleaf, it's a Sabano, it, w- whatever the seed is, Piloto Cubano, Criollo 98, Corojo 99, it's all about the soil.
1: Wow.
2: That just
3: makes me want to just smoke a Cameroon
1: right now. Like uh, I want to fire Cameroon one Cameroon that I've got right now is dynamite. Yeah, just tell you. No, no. Hey,
2: hey, Jose. You know, uh, we talked a little bit before the show about Juan Cancel. Like the, these kind of guys coming up in the industry. You seem to have an appreciation for the the, the 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 smaller companies, the guys trying to work their way up. Do you still try to follow? You know what's going on with the smaller companies? The really, I'm oh, when, no. when I say boutique. I'm I'm talking now, I'm talking boutique, boutique, like the littler guys that are, are trying to do something different. What do you make of all that? Do you do you try to follow that? Do you try to smoke some of the stuff that they're doing occasionally just to kind of
3: keep abreast of what's going on in the industry and whatnot? Uh, look, uh, I'm kind of different from a lot of people. I try to smoke uh, a lot of stuff. I don't like anybody saying, well, this cigar is great. If I can't mooch it out of uh, the person or the rep or the owner, I go into the shop, they they always tell you, well, what have you not smoked lately? Well, I say, what do you have new? And I'll smoke it. And uh, we had on the show the other day, Dr. Gabi Caffey, which I consider a personal friend and a person that has really done more than a lot of big names out there that are doing very well for the cigar industry. He has fought a lot for the FDA. He has done a lot of research. He's done a great job with the... uh, Cigar, the Boutique Cigar Association. We had him on Meet the Professor, and uh, I was on his show the other day too. And I take my hats off to him. And a lot of small companies that are great thing. So this now new ruling with the uh, with the FDA is is very good for for a lot of people. But again, I, I have to insist we have to keep on fighting. We just won a battle, but we still have to get together, put some egos aside. I've always looked at the tree. I've always looked uh, a lot of people look at the tree. I've always looked at the forest to be honest. So if we don't all stick together Eric and and, and Jordan uh, you know eventually this is going to catch up with us and uh, destroy us and uh, we really have to stick together and we have to support the CRA we have to be proactive we cannot be reactive. We have to this is a big brotherhood and we all have to stick together.
2: What do you think of flavored cigars? Do you, do you ever just fire up a cold infusion, you know, acid and <laughs> smoke what the that? Heck? Like, Switch is, it up. Is do, do we ever see Jose Blanco just like, you know, grabbing some kind to of back. crate, some some sort of crazy infused cigar? Or is, that, is that out of your wheelhouse?
3: You no, know, let me tell you something. Uh, one of my best friends, even though I haven't uh, talked to him in a while, I saw him a couple of times in my last days, uh We were traveling together uh, from Miami to uh, uh, Philadelphia. Is Jonathan Drew, which I have the utmost uh, respect, friendship for him, for the whole organization. I love him like a brother. He's, I think, he's done. He's been very creative. He's done a lot. A lot of people don't realize that a lot of people who are today hardcore cigars. Smokers started off with acid cigars. Right, that's right. And uh, they had made it. And uh, I've ne- I've tried when I was there because I lived in Nicaragua for two years. Uh, um, I gotta say it, I'm not a fan of it, but I don't criticize it because at the end of the day, uh, they uh, make I think it's like 130,000 cigars a day, and you know a lot of people like it, but uh, it's not my cup of tea. But <laughs> I don't okay. I don't know. But I don't criticize this. It's the same way I don't criticize any cigar. I've, nobody has ever heard me say, well, that's a dog rock and a cigar I don't like. Because on the contrary, when I see people bad-mouthing in a cigar shop, a brand, the first thing I tell them is, you know what, hold it right there. You might not like that cigar, but that person took his time to grow that tobacco, cure that tobacco, ferment that tobacco, age that tobacco, blend that tobacco, put hard work out there. I'm not, uh, you can't say it's a bad cigar. Just say it's not your cup of tea. That's all. Have respect. And I really, I really dislike to be honest, Eric and Jordan, salespeople who go into a shop and they just try to blast other brands. That's not the way to do it. Respect, respect, respect. If you respect, you will get respect. Mm. And this is a very small industry. And you could talk bad about a brand in this shop and that store owner will call the next store owner's friend, you know, so-and-so is here. So for uh, any salespeople out there, try to sell the cigar or the company you're representing based on what the cigar is all about. Don't mouth, because that will come back to bite you. Now, the
1: end. do no. you feel the same way about uh, like CBD infused cigars or is that just going like too far?
3: No hablo ingles. <laughs> oh.
2: uh, Jose, I got to say, we can't thank you enough for taking time on a middle of the night, uh, Friday night, Saturday morning for you uh, on Smoke Night Live. Uh, it was great having you on the show tonight, my friend.
3: Eric, it's always a pleasure. I mean, the, the following that you have, uh, I, sometimes I'll see the rerun on the next day, depending who's on the uh, on the show and uh you you and jordan have done a great job i remember the first time uh, we did it uh, and now i've seen throughout the years how the uh, studio has improved uh, <laughs> C- cigar dojo is always coming up with uh, great concepts and uh just bringing a lot of love to people and uh making you know a better world for cigar people and with great entertainment uh with a lot of respect uh, that you have uh, You and Jordan have gained because, like I said, respect, uh, you earn it by doing good things, by being honest, by being humble and bringing something to the table. So Cigar Dojo, uh, without a doubt, is in the mind of of a lot of uh, brothers and sisters of the leaf. So I congratulate you and Jordan. Keep up the great work. And wishing you the best on this uh, three-day extravaganza uh, you're <laughs> you're going to do. And uh, I won't say I'm going to see every ch- chapter, but some characters, I would love to see what they have to say. So good night from here or good morning from here from Macedonia. Thanks for having me. And uh, for sure, uh, maybe at the end of the year or next year when things get better, we start to travel. We can come back and yes. you know, tell everybody about uh, what we're seeing out there in the world. But... Again, thank you very much for having me here. Everybody be well, be safe, respect others, and try to wear the mask because uh, we have to care about ourselves. All right, Jose Blanco.
2: Don't go away, Jose. We want to talk to you after the show. Uh, Jose Blanco, everybody, that what a fantastic show. Jose is always just an incredibly uh, gracious guest, especially tonight coming on at 3 a.m. his time. Folks, Wednesday is Flavor Odyssey. Get this. Flavor Odyssey, Jordan, it's the yes. one-year anniversary of the very first Flavor Odyssey. How did we Wednesday. do it? We've already We're gone doing an it? entire year. Cool. <laughs> and so this Wednesday coming up, Randy will be in studio in Dojo Studios. Randy Griggs, uh, one of the hosts of Flavor Odyssey, will be here in studio. And we will be smoking the Oliva V Milano with a black coffee. That's the pairing.
1: And I want to do Sumatra coffee.
2: Oh, Sumatran black coffee.
1: Keep the, you know, Sumatras together.
2: Keep the theme together. So that'll be Wednesday.
1: But you don't have to do that. That's just Uh, me.
2: Yeah, just whatever you guys want to join us with, your pairing, as long as it's a Sumatra uh, sun-grown wrapper, uh, we're going to be doing the Oliva, but uh, whatever you want to do with some black coffee is fine. Uh, Remember, next Friday night there'll be No Smoke Night Live because on Saturday is the big event, uh, Rocky Mountain (laughs) Cigar Fest. Virtual edition. Unfortunately, uh, gosh, I wish we were going up to the, to the, to the event, Jordan. It's just a bummer that uh, it got canceled.
1: Best, in my opinion, the best event. There's
2: two events I won't, I don't miss, and that's Rocky Mountain Cigar Fest and Abe's Great Smoke. The two, in my opinion, oh, yeah, in my opinion, those two are the, the standard, the gold standard of cigar events. So we'll be doing that next Saturday. Make sure to join in on those shows because you can win prizes. Uh, all day long it's gonna be a blast we can't wait to do that um, so until next week guys get on the dojo verse start earning your first white belt uh, eventually it become a black belt on dojoverse.com you can earn belts badges check into cigars do all kinds of stuff we'll be shutting down the old dojo soon the old dojo app it'll be going away within the next 20 to 30 days so please start to move on over to the dojo verse which is where everybody is right now we've been having a blast Um where are those stickers? Uh, Matt, show me. Give me your humidor. Check this out. We got new, new dojo verse stickers. Check this out. Matt, Matt did a great job putting that uh, dojo Oh, for, my God. Look
1: at that. That's, right over a, uh, it's a seam.
2: Right over a seam. Anyways, uh, we'll be handing those out at the event and stuff, so we'll be having a good time. Until Mac- next week, remember, never, never smoke, smoke alone. alone. We'll see you guys next Saturday.
0: Introducing the all-new Romeo y Julieta Passion. The story of this cigar dates back almost a year, during a visit to the Flor de Coupon factory in Honduras. We witnessed the endless amount of passion and love the workers put into each and every cigar. This hand-rolled cigar uses a blend of Dominican and Honduran filler tobaccos, along with a rich and flavorful binder from the U.S. The wrapper is a zesty Ecuadorian Habano leaf that offers up notes of pepper, leather, nuts, and a dash of cocoa. Ignite your passion and pick up a box of the Romeo y Julieta Pasión, at jrcigars.com.